0: Hello. Welcome to the podcast today, Unrealist. Uh, if you wanted to talk about fix and flips, Airbnbs, today is your day. Uh, we have a great guest with a ton of experience that can speak directly to that market. Uh, but first I want to talk about our Unreal stat of the day. Uh, in preparing for this, uh, podcast today, I was, you know, looking up Airbnbs and what's going on in that market. And one of the first things I saw was that Airbnb, Airbnb is now represent twenty percent of the total uh, lodging, lodging market, which blows my mind. Like, I, I, I even though I am a user, I would never think that um, you know, essentially one out of five rooms um, are now Airbnbs. Um, so, so it's just become a gigantic movement. And obviously, it's impacted our our clients, people that are buying and selling property, um, people that are living in neighborhoods that have these these units. Um, and so, I, I think it's a really a really great topic. Um, So let me introduce our our guest today. His name is Brandon Sandifer. He has 22 years of experience. Uh, He owns eight Airbnbs and a farm in Tennessee, which he also operates as an events venue. Uh, Fun fact, Brandon's country music song, Walking Backwards, became the inspiration for an international line dance, which is amazing to me. (laughs) Brandon, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm I'm glad to be here.
0: So thanks for being here. Tell me about how you got got into this. I understand you go to this this really diverse background in entertainment and now real estate. How did you get into you know uh, buying and renting out Airbnb, Airbnb's and in, investing in real estate?
1: So I guess that's where I begin with. I'm a, a, a jack of many and a master of very few. Um, All right. But we, uh, you know, I I started off uh, just 22 years ago, and I, I was. After my entertainment career had sort of fizzled out, um, two songs don't make a career. And so uh, I was able to, at that point, kind of transition over into the finance world. And I worked in mortgage finance for 22 years. And at that time, I began to really get my my arms around transaction, what goes into it. And from there, we began, my wife and I, my partner in crime. Uh, today's our anniversary, by the way, 22 years. But, uh, oh, congrats. Thank you. She and I jumped into that together, and we started. We started small. We bought, a, you know, one house, renovated it, fixed it up, and flipped it. And we like to say that you know we were doing this well before Joanna and Chip Gaines. We 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 were Joanna and Chip before they made that thing popular. And mm-hmm. uh, we we had a really good you know a good handle on kind of what was our niche and how we were doing things. And we didn't we didn't go overboard at first. We bought a you know, something small that we could manage and then began to sort of just spin it from there. And Did you have a
0: specific, sorry to interrupt you, do you have a specific, you know, region, whether it's Tennessee or I know you're in Florida now, you, do you have an idea of like, okay, I, I, I know if I can buy low in this neighborhood or this city or this town, I know I can flip it if I make these changes. It, what was your sort of insight around well, that?
1: Well, so I was, you know, being in Nashville uh, at the time, that's where I was um, residing for most of uh, at, at that moment. Um, we we knew the we knew the parts of the city and the parts of the town that we could go to and buy purchase a property at a reduced amount, fix it up, and we knew that we we actually saw this growth trend coming uh, little by little, and we were there on the ground, boots on the ground already. So we sort of targeted the areas that we went to and the things that we did and, and the properties. In, in and of themselves because for that reason we wanted to be able to move them quickly. We didn't want to hold them for long periods of time. Yeah. The idea was to get in, do the work, flip it and get out. And so we we were we were very fortunate from the standpoint that we were informed about our market. I thought I would <laughs> offer that to anybody that's that's getting into this is really know the market that you're going to be buying in. Because we're in Florida now. I mean nine of my properties are down are in Pensacola, Florida, but they're all Kyle within three tenths of a mile of each other, which is another oh, wow. big a big okay. thing because we know the area that we're in, and and we're able to manage them. That's a, that's another big piece of it that people forget about is, you know, when you have one or two things that are going awry, you don't want to have to drive forty one miles, thirty miles, fifteen, miles, even five at times can be can be kind of arduous. So we that's that's sort of how we arrived in those markets. We just we knew the markets that we were in. We did our research, and we made sure that we we made purchases and acquisitions that were in areas that would be render the right result for us.
0: Got it. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I think it's funny because you hear about people, especially during the pandemic, where they were you know trying to buy properties, um, second second and third properties you know, just over the internet away from where they, which is really easy to do now, by the way. Um, but, you know, maybe you're working in New York and you're hearing about the Sunbelt being really hot. And so you say, okay, I'm going to go pick up a property and, you know, where, where is Alabama or wh- wherever it is. Right. right. Um and so people, people have had some success with that. Um, but it sounds like you have an edge when you can actually be there, service the properties, know the, you know, know this sort of three-tenths of a mile radius that you're talking about?
1: I don't have the confidence to jump out on the internet, nor do I have enough knowledge about markets around the United States. We all get the same publications and the same information is available to me as it is to any other investor out there. But I'm a big believer in really and truly knowing, having hands-on in that particular area, because when it gets right down to it, if I'm not from there and I really don't know the lay of the land, you know, the, the, those can be problematic because, again, when you're buying something out of state or far away, you know, what you deal with is, you know, is your maintenance and, and upkeep. And it's very difficult to do a lot of that stuff when you're not in that market that you probably yep. purchase the property in. So it's just difficult.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. For me, me. Not, that's <laughs> not for everybody.
1: I'll say I don't want to discourage anybody into... If there's people out there that are ambitious enough to do it and make it happen and make it work and, and to them, my hat is off. But for me, I think for us, just the security of being able to get in the car and drive two blocks to see what's going yeah. on here. You know, that's that's important to me.
0: Got it. Got it. So, um, you know, we we talked about Airbnbs a little bit, um, this unreal stat with, you know, essentially Airbnb equaling about 20 percent of the lodging market um tell me about your experience specifically in that market not just the fix and flips but when you're buying a property getting it ready to put on airbnb renting it out you know short these short-term rentals instead um tell me about that market and, and, and how it's been evolving
1: so i'm 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 not surprised at the statistic i'm 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 allowing you know i'll, I'll definitely say i didn't know that that was the number um, but, I knew it was high, and the reason I knew it was high was we've been in it for four years down here in in Florida, and I believe four years ago when we got in we it just felt like man we were we were really turning and burning we were short term rentals people coming in left and right. but over the last two years, what we've seen is a massive deluge of properties coming online, and so now your your clientele, everybody that's wanting to to travel or to rent or you know. They've got so many things to choose from now that the competition has become very, very stiff. We've we just last week reduced our rates on our properties to get back in the game because, really and truly, at the end of the day, it's about putting heads in beds, as we say. And so, if if we don't do that, you know, we've got to get we've got to get competitive. And so, some of our properties really and truly are well below what we have rented them for in the in the years past. But we've seen so much in the way of. Um, of choices. I mean, people have just have so many choices now. And what you're also seeing is um, we've seen a, a, a flux of investor groups, say 10, 12 private equity groups coming in. You've got you know, 10, 12 people in that group and they just go in and buy a bunch of properties. And okay. you're seeing you know those folks They'll, they'll turn it over to a management company. The management company will get that return of 10 or 12 percent that those people are, are looking for. And they really are just kind of hands off. So we're seeing so much more of that institutional type involvement, sure. now, just as opposed to just the, the, the average person, you know, that like myself, that started off small and grew into it. So
0: it's become yeah, a very it's high, funny, high, thing. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, f- I feel like on our platform, uh, we, we find that. Sometimes as much as some, some months, as much as 40% of the activity is institutional. Uh, just like you're talking about, these are private equity, uh, asset managers, uh, REOs. Um, and it really kind of blows my mind sometimes. And I think it's something that's kind of missing in the sort of general you know, conversation among uh, people that are, you know, buying and selling real estate, like the regular consumer, not professionals. Right. That, you know, right. I think last year, nationally, about 15% of the homes were, were purchased by private equity. Uh, that's kind of a new thing, right? Um, my, my mom and dad, when they, when, we, when they bought their home, they didn't need to compete against Wall Street when they, when they did it, right? right. Uh, so it really brings right. a new component. And I wonder what that means for home homeownership uh, going forward.
1: You know, Kyle, I'll tell you this, just from from you know from my lending side of experience. I just I see this trend continuing on for a while, especially in a rising rate environment, because um, <laughs> people just can't buy the home that they could have bought two years ago based on a seven percent thirty year mortgage. I, I saw that right. yesterday right. Is where thirty year fixed rate mortgages have gone to seven percent. Now, that's not. Extremely high. I mean, we're not, you know, relatively speaking, compared to where we've been for ten years, yes, it's been it's high. But reality is, it's still a decent rate that you can afford a decent size home. But most people at this point will probably step back and say, instead of spending, you know, X number of thousands of dollars and and a and an interest rate that I'm not that's not palatable palatable to me, I'm going to go into this rental market because now I've got a lot more to choose from and. Maybe I maybe I'm okay with paying some rent for a while because if, if yeah. not, I don't get the house that supports the things that I'm trying to do. So, you know, I would say that that that's not a trend that's going to go away anytime soon until rates begin to temper a little bit and we get some more inventory on the market. That's the biggest thing right now. Is too we we don't have a lot of houses to choose from to buy. There's lots that's out right. there for rent, but there's not a lot out there for sale.
0: So I know that during the pandemic, um, it was this weird thing where, you know, there was this dip in travel and then this really amazing spike. And especially with Airbnbs, because people wanted space, they didn't necessarily want to be in a crowded hotel. Have you seen that? And I know a lot of people, what you're seeing is a lot of people have started, you know, investing in becoming hosts and therefore dumping a lot of inventory on the market. Um but from just a sort of consumer, um, you know, standpoint, what are, are you seeing? Still a lot of activity uh, for people coming into your Airbnbs.
1: You know, there is, but I think there's. It's it's. It, what's interesting to me now is I think what you're seeing is a lot of people they, they want to get on the bandwagon, right? They're late to the game, so they're jumping mm-hmm. in and buying these properties. And what I'm seeing now is we're seeing people buy properties at the tippy top of the market. They're taking mortgages out. They're assuming that they're gonna rent and the rental income is gonna pay that mortgage. I think where we're going with this, with a lot of the Airbnb people who are, who are putting their toe in the water, you're gonna see people liquidating properties in the spring of next year or or, hmm. or sooner because that all, again, as we talked about, the inventory being so vast, people have the option to go anywhere they wanna go. Rates have been reduced. Maybe that rental income is not covering the mortgage and now they're stuck and they're like, oh, wait a minute. I got to get this yep. off my books. And so yep, the next yep. thing you see is for an investor, we're sitting back with a little bit of dry powder over here in the corner because we're like, hey, come March, there's going to be some folks that are going to need our need our assistance. And we'll probably buy some properties in the spring that are at a reduced amount from some of these Airbnbers who just you know jumped in at, at the last minute or, or, or got late to the game, I should say.
0: Yeah, I, it's so funny you say that. So I'm I'm on a couple, uh, you know, I'm in a couple group chats and a couple you know groups on online, and I keep hearing this thing about spring, over and over again. There are a group of people that are, you know, and I and I, I, I you know, I guess I call them a little bit more sophisticated, right? Um, yeah, they're so looking at the rates and they're a little bit high, but a lot of these people remember when rates were at eighteen percent. So right. they look at it and say, "Oh yeah, everybody, they're high, they're high, yeah." But they're they're kind of waiting and feeling like um, 2023 is going to be just a massive opportunity to pick up a lot of property. So it's it's funny. I keep I do keep hearing this. It seems like that's sort of an undercover trend. Right. Um, so it's it's funny that you're saying that. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I mean that's that's it's it's a pretty common common theme, and it, and it typically happens when we have a correction. You you, you typically yeah. have. Those corrections will, will create opportunities. Is what happens.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. So you know you're you're deep in this game. You've been doing it for for two decades. Um, what are you know maybe a few two or three things that you would say um, you know new investors in the space, new hosts should be thinking about when they when they want to you know buy these Airbnb, Airbnb's and get into it.
1: I would say the most important thing is to make sure that you have enough capital to be able to support. Anything that may go awry, uh, while you have the ownership of the property. For instance, uh, I think we discussed it at one point earlier. Um, you know, we had four air conditioners in one summer go out mm. in, 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 you know, just 2022. And it really was yeah. kind of an eye opener for us because we never suspected to have to make those types of investments in those properties all at one time. But I would say to the new person getting into the game, make sure that you are liquid enough to be able to accommodate some of those curveballs that you're going to find, you know, that that are thrown your way. Because, um, you know, it was an eye opener for us. We kind of realized at that point, okay, we we now know that we need to have this much in reserve for the rainy day because you just don't know when things like that are going to happen. So I would say it's it's always a rush in to go do the things that you you know. It's, it, you're excited. You're ready to go. Just make, make sure, sure that you're capable of supporting um, that that venture before you get too far down the road, and you wind up having to be one of those that, that has to sell to get out.
0: It's- yeah. Yeah. Dry powder. Yeah. I, I love that. Do Do you feel like um, you know we've 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 certainly seen the the people rushing in. We, we feel like there's perhaps going to be some sales this spring. What are some other trends that you're seeing in this? you know, sort of Airbnb market?
1: I think that, you know, from the standpoint that we talked about with the investor groups, I think that that's that's one side of it. I also believe that, more more than anything, your trends in Airbnb seem to be moving more toward residential areas. And I would also caution that, you know, when you decide that that's what you want to do is go into the Airbnb business, make sure that you're not purchasing a property in an area that is restricted and won't mm. allow those things. Because we've seen some of that, too. And I think what you're seeing a lot of is as your institutional investors get in and they go buy these properties up in the, in the subdivision, subdivided areas. Yeah. And they find out all of a sudden that's not allowed here you know the next thing you right. know you've got a bunch of mad investors going why did we buy these properties well you know right. and just and we've seen i've seen that trend because of again the shortage of housing so you're seeing a lot of people go into these subdivided areas and buy a bunch of a block of houses up yeah the next thing you know you know so that's a trend that we're seeing a little bit of i think that you're also seeing along those lines those same developers that are building those subdivisions are coming in behind with covenants that say time out. We're not doing Airbnb. Yeah. You're not doing short-term rentals <laughs> right. in this in this little area here. So,
0: yeah, my friends. I have a couple friends in Arizona um, that that have told me that it's become a very hot spot for um, like bachelor bachelorette parties. Right. Um, and so it's like, hey, you know, you move into your house, you got your you know your kid or whatever, and all of a sudden you don't realize that you you just you move next to like the biggest party house that just every week it turns over a new bachelor party. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, that can be tough.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, that being in Nashville, that's, that's another, that's another, that's the bachelorette capital of the world. And so you, you, you see that quite a bit in Nashville. A lot, a lot, okay. of, a lot. I-
0: yeah. Okay. So, you know, we, we touched on this just briefly before, but I think it's interesting. Um, so. Whether you're, um, you know, whether where you think about the the air the, the air conditioner that's going to go out, or um, you know, being prepared for just having a little bit more capital, we've always found that, especially with our with our clients, one of the one of the big places for savings is on the commissions, right? When you buy and sell these properties, in fact, it's one of the only places where you can save a good chunk of money. Um, you know, on our platform, people obviously they're it's automated until you're immediately sort of saving because there's no sell side uh, commission. But, you know, I, I don't think you're I don't think you've used our platform before. So, how have you handled commissions? Trying to cut those fees out because I know it's critical when you're you know doing this for profit.
1: I did it uh, the old fashioned way, and I went and got my real estate license. <laughs> I just felt like oh, okay, me, you know, I said I- I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go sell real estate, but at the same time, I'd like to represent. My half of the transaction so that I can save those, those commissions. That's, that's the only reason. I'm not really looking to be the next, the next big real estate uh, tycoon. I I just, I felt like uh, it's every little bit counts. It all adds up. And uh, I just felt like that that was, that was what I did. Um, And I think that more sites like yours and more, more things, there's so many opportunities now for people to do it on their own. And uh, I think that that's, that's really for me. Mine is more from an investor standpoint, but if, sure. if I'm somebody that's out there, I, I make sure that I go to a place like this particular website to do what I'm trying to do because it's you know you, you, there's great realtors in this world. Let me not say that you know not every realtor in this in this in the market should be in the market, but there are some really good, informative, very very educational people that have uh, that have that real estate license. But there's a lot that aren't, and so you know you just you gotta, gotta feel your way through it. And for me, that was the, that was the best thing for me to do is just go get my, my real estate license.
0: Yeah. It's an interesting to take. I mean, we, we always sort of, uh, you know, internally, the way we talk about it or, or think about it is that we're really not even, we're not even anti realtor, anti real estate agent. In fact, um, we have a team of agents that help. You know, guide all of these transactions that happen on our platform. We are anti-commission, <laughs> so we, we right. try to figure out a way, and this is what we built all the software around it, where you can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Right. Um, for it, it, in particular, we get a lot of folks like you because even when they have their own license, because we're just simply we're taking some of the annoying administrative stuff that you would right. have to do on your own and we're just automating it. Right. Um. But, but yeah, we, we find a lot of, a lot of clients that are um, investors because they're, they're really trying to cut, how, how do I, how do I still sell this home and get the same price for it, but without paying that extra three, maximize your profits,
1: right? you know I mean? Every bit yeah. counts. And when you get into the business where it's what you do, you will watch everything that you spend. And you know, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's if you're one, it one right. of the biggest expenses that you can go to and actually impact. So.
0: That's right. Especially if you're doing it, you know, eight, ten times, twenty right. times, right? right. Like it really starts to become a really big number. Sure. Um, okay. So I, I just want to, you know, re- do a sh- short recap. It sounds like um, you're, you know, you're, you've been in this business for a couple decades. What you've seen is a lot of uh, what we call noobs, new people jumping into the market, right. putting a lot of inventory on, and maybe not preparing um, right. with the right amount of capital back up. and so capital uh is is really important if you're going to get into this game um it also sounds like that 20 percent number although we you know both of us kind of heard of it just recently like it it makes sense to you because you're you're really seeing a lot of activity uh in the space um, but I would say the number the number one take takeaway for me, because I've always wondered about this too, and I have a couple of friends that have been like, hey, we should like go on, go in together and buy, you know, an Airbnb or something like that. And uh, it's the capital. It sounds like really having that back up. Um, and also the other thing I think that you said that's really important is really knowing, uh, knowing your, your market, which, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard for us because sometimes we think, you know, all my, all my friends are kind of all over the place. And so um, you have to kind of decide on where. You would put this thing um but it has, it has to be somewhere that you really know where you, you know you know the, know the market
1: when you watched michael jordan play basketball it was effortless but when you went out and tried to do what he did it was crazy hard right,
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> I right.
1: and i don't like this to that but it's that same yeah. extreme it's like it really looks easy from afar and then when you get in <laughs> the middle of it and you really get the, the brass tacks of it you go there's a whole lot more here than i ever imagined, you know, and so that's, sure. that's, that's just, you know, just enter into anything that you're doing with, with eyes wide open, be cautious, you know, uh, I'm a guy that's a glass half full. So, um, I, I look at, at, downturn as being correction, correction then creates opportunity. We start back over and we, we you cleanse the palate, if you will. So, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of good things that come from a good correction. And I think that at this point, um, you know, it's just inform yourself, make sure you know yep. all that you need to know.
0: No, I think that's great advice. Um, All right, so now it's one of my favorite uh, parts of the show. Uh, We're going to do a a sneaker slash fit check. Um, Today, I think I'm going to go with the sneakers. And I'll go first. It's a pair of... Oh, wait, wait. These are P448s. Which is one of these weird brands that, uh, you know, I think end up in like your Instagram feed or whatever. Uh, you know, it's direct to consumer. I think they're made in Italy or something crazy like that. Cool. But they are super comfortable and they right. match everything. And so right. that was my choice today, the P448s.
1: Well, you know, to your point, I guess I can go with, um, I, I can go with sneakers as well.
0: Because, Here we go. Let's see it.
1: Because the, uh, the on cloud is the oh. same. Oh! The On okay. Cloud is is the is the most comfortable tennis shoe I've ever put on my foot. And uh, Okay. I've been a big a big proponent of them, but shameless promotion here. You know, we uh, we at Grand Sand Properties is my website. And um, you can go and look at all of our properties um, on the Grand Sand website, www.grandsandproperties.com. And then uh, we've also got Sage Creek Farm has a website, which is www.sagecreekfarmtn.com. And, uh, you know, you can get an idea of sort of a flavor for what I'm talking about by going and looking at these properties. And, you know, it, it might just help you as a resource tool to just say, okay, this is this is the guy that was on here today. This is what he's doing. You know, wow, maybe maybe we can do this. Maybe we really, you know, should try this. Or maybe like, whoa, I see what he meant. So, you know, I, yeah. I think that... because. Yeah, <laughs> Cause it's, you know, it's almost like that watch what you wish for. Cause you know, you could, you could have yeah. it, you know, um, but
0: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: shameless promotion there. But, you know, I, I really do encourage people to, to check out our website and you come down to Pensacola if you, if you're looking for an Airbnb, we've got some, so, um, but you know, that's, that's to me, what I think is most important is just, you know, inform yourself, really inform
0: yourself. Yeah. I love that. That's part of what we're doing here. Uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, uh, I'd love to have you on again. I, I have a million, this actually brought up a million more questions. And cool. I'm, I'm already, I, I just got a text message from a friend separately about this. Uh, and so I, I might hit you up uh, on the side, but I, I appreciate Absolutely. you coming on. And we'll talk Absolutely. to you soon.
1: Thank you very much, Kyle, for having me. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm available at any time for any kind of just a few words of encouragement or Hey, don't do that. (laughs) I'm, I'm (laughs) I'm here for both. So thank you very much for having me.